Hi everybody and welcome to the Mental Toughness and Body Show. My name is Rob Evans and I'm your weight loss coach, health strategist and internationally published author, helping take your life, your business, your health, fitness, mindset and body from where you are right now to where it is that you want to be. And today I'm recording from the studio, going to the hospital later today. So I've got some moments to record the podcast in the studio and today I want to talk to you about a topic that I've been asked to present to uh, to the previous corporate job that I had over 13 years ago uh, on Thursday this week, so in a couple of days' time. And I, I wanted to tell you about what I was going to talk about. And I'm calling it Jump because they wanted me to... Well, what, what happened was they reached out to me on LinkedIn because they've been following me for a while and said, wow, I can see how successful you've been since you've left uh, RACV, which is where I used to work, would you like to come in to speak to our staff about what it took for you to that leap of faith that you took all those years ago to leave your corporate job and do what it is that you do now and make it a success? And I said, yep, I'd, I'd love to. Because one of the things that I felt at the time of leaving was that one day, I will come back here and I'll present and talk about why I've been so successful. Even though, as I'm walking out the door, there are people that are saying that I'm going to fail. People that are going to say, well, or wait till he comes back. Or you can't make a, a, you know, a decent income from a, you know, what it is that you're planning to do. And so here I go. I'm going, going back in there this week. However, having said that, because of the new working arrangements and, and so forth, it's going to be uh, done uh, via streaming uh, because uh, they can only have, I think, 20 people in a room at the moment. And they've only got the room space that they've got. They can only have 20 people in there with the COVID requirements. So I think there's going to be 60 plus people uh, on the call. So the call is about, as I said, calling it jump, the leap of faith, what it takes to go from where you are to do something completely different, to take that big leap of faith and just, well, not hope, but knowing that only good can come from it. You jump out of the plane, you find the wings on the way down. Sometimes you're going to fall hard, but you get up and you try again. So the first thing that uh, I would say when you're working out, are you going to jump? You need to find an unstoppable passion. That's my belief. People will differ from me. But for me, I was looking for something that I could do for the rest of my life that I would absolutely love. I liked the jobs that I was doing um, at RACV, but I didn't love them. I enjoyed going to work. I was making a really like a six-figure income. I was doing really well. But I wasn't getting that love from the job that I wanted to. I wasn't passionate about going in there every day. I did see it as a job. And I thought, I can't keep doing this forever. I can't keep making sideways moves. So what am I going to do? And that's when I found my unstoppable passion, which is doing what I do now. So that, for me, is the very first step. The next one is about structuring a success strategy. How are you going to implement, how are you going to go about 
using this passion to make a living. So, for instance, if you love stamp collecting and you say, wow, I really love stamp collecting or I really love watching the footy or I really love just watching sports or watching movies. Okay, fantastic. What you have to do is think about how do you turn that passion into what you want to do for the rest of your life? How do you turn it into something where somebody will pay you to keep doing your passion? And so for me, I thought about, well, I really love doing this. I really love working out. And for many years, like up to the point of me making the, the decision, uh, I would have been working out for about 20 years. Never at any stage of me working out had I thought about doing this as a career and thinking about how I could use what I do here as a career. One day I was sitting there, I was working out, looked up at the light and said, why don't I do this? I love this. So then I created the strategy. How do I go from here to get to where I want to? And I said, okay, well, I investigated a little bit and I thought, well, I can't get insurance. I can't uh, do all these other things unless I have a accreditation in um, health and fitness. So I looked at what could I do and I could have gone back and done another uni degree, but I thought I don't want to do that because I've already done one uh, for my accounting, a bachelor of business in accounting. Uh, what can I do instead? So I thought, okay, there's a thing called certificate three and certificate four in fitness. And I thought, what's the minimum that I need? Because I felt like I can just start doing this now. And it was certificate four, but I needed to do certificate three as a prerequisite to certificate four. thought, right, okay, how can I do those quickly? And then I found what was the most convenient way for me to do it. And at the time, it was a weekend course that I could do over about 32, it was about 32 weeks, I think. Something like that. Each one was about 16 weeks. There was a gap in between. Um, so it was about that, that length of time. I thought, right, that's it. That's how I can do it. Now, at the time, uh, my wife at the time, she was pregnant. Uh, so that also created some challenges. And she gave birth on uh, one of the days that I actually had the course. I was able to go home and take her into hospital and, and so forth. So I, I didn't miss the delivery. But yeah. That's just what was going on at the time. I said, this is so important. I've got to get this done. And that's what I did. So that was part of my success strategy. Um, I needed to find the pathway that I could make this happen. And I needed to have an accreditation. I already had a studio because we built on an acreage. I built my own gym on there. It was a purpose-built, separate uh, building to the house uh, and... Um, I knew I could do it in there. I need to get a little bit more equipment, but I could basically, I could start straight away. So that was the, f the next thing that I needed to do. The third thing was about getting coaching. I needed to make sure that I got coaching around those areas where I didn't have any strengths. Yes, I had good communication skills, uh, good coaching skills. I had the, the studio. I was a smart person. I was good with money, all that kind of stuff. But I'd never run a business before and I'd never known how to sell. So I got coaching. And the very first coaches that I got specialized in coaching uh, fitness businesses. And they gave me some fantastic uh, sales tools, marketing tools, sales scripts and everything that I could use. And uh, many of the things that I was introduced to 13 years ago, I still use today. 
because they were so good. And that gave me the confidence. The next thing I needed, I need, uh, I needed to do was get a team around me. So you can't be successful by yourself. I mean, you can to a point, but then if you want to grow exponentially, then you need to have a team around you. My team included, obviously, my, my wife at the time. Um, I had some IT support. I had my coaching support team as well as their extended team to help out uh, when I required it. Um, I also had some admin support. I also had some other trainers working with me at the same time. So I built this good team around me so that I wasn't in this alone. People that were on the same page and people that were also passionate about growing this business and doing what it is that we, we do and serving other people and helping improve their health. The next one was to really accept that I was going to fail. Now, of course, when you first start out, you don't accept that. But as more failures happen, you learn to accept the fact that, hmm, I'm going to fail because I just did and I'm probably going to fail again. But that's okay because guess what? Some of the most successful people in the world, all of them have failed. All of them. There's not one billionaire that you could name that has not failed at some point in their life. But the key is you get up and you keep moving forward and you keep striving for that next goal. You keep working so that you don't make that same mistake again. But the reality is you're going to fail. Uh, I failed plenty of times. So I said just before about getting that team around you. Well, I got a team around me and I thought that they had my back. I thought that they were the right people to be working with me and working with my clients. But it's only through certain events that happen and you find that you're not retaining as many clients as you thought you should and things just didn't seem right. And I thought I would set up the business so that, because I was so smart, that I wouldn't have to be involved in certain parts of it and I could leave that to my staff. I did that. And then I found that it was creating this enormous workload for me and costing me an enormous amount of money in marketing to keep doing the same things every four weeks, starting that marketing campaign again and not retaining most of the clients. And I thought, why is that? What's going on? And it was only when one of the staff members left, one of the trainers, uh, they're being uh, unreliable and they let me down. It was only then that I was forced to, to step back in to do some training that I realized that they weren't doing the things that I told them that they should have been doing. And I would go in and I would check from time to time. I'd turn up to a session and just see how things were going, how they were interacting, excuse me, how they were interacting with all the clients and were they handing out the material that I asked to be handed out and having the conversations. And things just weren't happening. Now, when I stepped in, the retention went through the roof. I was like, hmm, interesting. So it was only because of that failure to put the right staff in place that I got back into the training and realized that there were so many gaps here that I hadn't previously identified that now need to be filled. And now my retention is, you know, I went from, at the start of my business, I was marketing every month and I'd remarket every month. And I would hope that those people that joined for those last four weeks would sign up again for the next four weeks. 
And then after a few years, I worked out, this is crazy. There's so much work in doing this. I'm not doing that anymore. So I stopped offering monthly, well, I did it as one option that people could do. Um, now I do six months, 12 months, or two years options. And most people that stay, stay for a few years now. And so there's no extra marketing for that because I don't do any of the marketing. It used to cost me like $2,000 a month, just under 1800 and something a month. I don't do that at all anymore. My retention has gone way through the roof. I have people for years and the average spend went from something like, uh, oh gee, what did we used to charge? $225, I think, or $197, something like that for a month of our group sessions uh, to now the average person at boot camp spends uh, something like, I think it's about $1,840, something like that, um, just based on the number of years that they, they stay. So, you know, just some simple things that I wasn't aware of, but because I failed, I forced to get back in there and realize, man, you weren't doing this right. You didn't pick up on these things. So failure is going to happen if it hasn't already happened to you. The next thing that I needed to do, which again, I only realized probably 10 years in, how important branding was. And by branding, I'm talking about uh, associating yourself with celebrities. Okay, so if you have a look at my websites, you'll see that there's, I'm looking at my wall right now where it's covered with all the celebrities that I've met, all courtesy of JT Fox. Um, amazing experiences, incredible people. I had the good fortune of interviewing uh, Brooke Shields back in 2018 on stage in LA in front of 2,500 people. Um, amazing experience, great interview. And every single picture that I look at here, there is a story. Now, because of those photos and because of the stories that I write and because of where I post them and uh, on my websites and um, you know everywhere else social media and stuff when people are looking for someone in my space they see what it is that I do and they go wow your website is really impressive you've met some amazing people now is there anyone else in my area or even around the world in my space that has met these people, has associated themselves with these people. Now, does it matter that I spent about five to seven seconds with Jason Alexander, George from Seinfeld? Does that matter? No, because I have a photo with him where we look quite, um, you know, quite happy together. He's smiling, I'm smiling. Um, fantastic. Jillian Michaels, the biggest fitness brand in the world. She has her arm around my neck, as in like a, around my shoulder, I should say. Um, and her other hand is like, oh, her finger is pointing at me as if, you know, I'm number one kind of thing. And she's got her head right, right on mine. And I've got the biggest smile on my face in the world because it's like, man, I can't believe that, um, you know, she's giving me a hug like this. And I've done an interview with her. I've done a podcast interview with her as well. Uh, but because I've got that photo, I've got that podcast, it's like, wow, 
Look at what you are doing. Look at who you can talk to. I've done an interview with uh, George Ross, who's Donald Trump's right-hand man. Fantastic, fantastic guy. I've done an interview with uh, a gentleman called Frank McKinney. Um, he's written um, seven books. He's uh, an amazing guy. He's a real estate architect. He's, a, he's incredible. Uh, I've done a podcast interview with him as well. Um, you know, I've done um, podcasts with Olympic athletes. Uh, fantastic. You know, just fantastic experiences. And each experience I have gives me an opportunity to speak to that next high-profile person. Because they're like, oh, wow, you've spoken to Jillian Michaels. Oh, fantastic. Yeah, of course, I'd love to come on your show. And all of those things help build that momentum. So the branding part of it, it really has changed my business. Uh, it's changed my success from just being somebody that works in a local area to somebody that's now a global brand and somebody that works globally with people. And it makes it really exciting. My sales has gone through the roof. It's enabled me to have 2020 with COVID and everything being my most successful year ever because it made it easier for me now to work with people outside my postcode internationally as well, interstate. It's fantastic. But the branding was a key part of it. The other thing that has uh, really changed me was this phrase from my coach, which was, or is, stop talking about it and get it done. And for many years, I did that. I, I just talked about it in my own head, but I didn't do anything about it. I didn't change. So like my book, for instance, Awaken the Sexy Within. I thought about writing a book for probably 10 years. Then I started writing it three years before I finished it. And I thought, at this rate, I am never going to finish it. So this then took me to my next point, which is about developing an unstoppable work ethic. And I said, the only way that I'm going to be able to write this book is if I get more time in my day. How am I going to do that? The only way I can do that is by taking, uh, taking more time at the start of the day to get things done. So what I said was I need to get up at 20 past four. Now, why 20 past four? Because I thought four was too early. I thought 4.30 was too late. I went with 20 past four. So I got up at 20 past four every morning and I started writing. And I was getting two hours of work done before most people were even thinking about getting up. And that's how I finished the book. I said, stop talking about getting this book written and just get the damn thing done. And I set myself a timeline of 12 weeks. I'd pretty much written just the first chapter. I went back and read the first chapter and said, this is the biggest pile of crap I've ever read in my life. Start again. And so I finished it in, it was a little over 12 weeks in the end because I made the book bigger. But it all came from that driver. Stop talking about it and get it done. As well as that work ethic for getting up at 20 past four every single day and made sure that I got that work in. We say that we don't have time to do things, but what I realized was you need to make the time. And I, start, I studied successful people. I was obsessed by it. I have been for, for years. Learning from them, listening to every other successful person that I could, 
all the people that I've met, all the celebrities, they all have a similar theme. They have this incredible work ethic. They have an incredible focus on their health and fitness. They know why that's important to them um, for their longevity, uh, for their energy levels, for their focus. And I thought, well, if it's good enough for them, then I need to do this too. And I just need to practice and practice and practice and practice doing this until I get it right, until I get to where it is that I want to. And I guess in some ways you never really get there because once you get to that point where you thought you wanted to get to, you keep just aiming to set a little bit more higher, higher, higher and higher. And to me, that's exciting because when you've got something to keep aiming for, that means that that next leap that you're going to take, that next jump is going to be so much easier. Now, I knew that I would be successful from taking this jump, from that, that leap from my corporate job out into the business world because of my passion. And my last manager at RACV said to me, Rob, I've never known anyone to fail who's followed their passion. And I've always remembered that. And he's right. Because if it's your dream, if it's your passion, you never, ever stop until you get it done. That's my message today. Never stop. Follow that passion. Keep working. And know that when you do take that jump, I can look back 13 years and say, wow, that was the best one of the best decisions of my life because look at where I am now. Look at what I've been able to create. Look at all the amazing people that I've been able to help. All the people that I've been able to meet. What I've been able to do with my life now, which I wouldn't have been able to do in the corporate job. Was it scary? Yes. Was it hard? Yes. Did I have failures? Yes. But am I way more successful now than I thought I would have been? Yes. And that's what matters. Stay safe, everybody. Have a great day. If you want to connect with me, go to the mentaltoughnessandbodyshow.com. Opt in for a free consultation there. And let's just start a conversation. Love to work with you. See you tomorrow.